0: Welcome to Chatting with Channing, the podcast for Channing School that lets you, the listener, find out more by hearing from people throughout the school community. Each episode, you'll hear real stories from staff, from pupils, from parents and the school's alumni to give you a true reflection of life on Highgate Hill. Now in this episode, we're talking to Miss Dina Hamelis, head of the junior school about something called character education. We're going to find out what this is, what the character traits are that are implemented into lessons, how the pupils use them, and we find out about different character weeks. Now, this is a great episode and I'm sure you're going to love it. So come with me now, as we speak to the head of the junior school, it's Miss Dina Hamelis.
1: Well, welcome. Today, I'm joined by Dina Hamelis, who is the head of the junior school. So, Dina, just tell us a little bit about you. What does your job involve uh, Channing School?
2: So, I'm the head of the junior school, uh, which is from reception to year six. There are about 340 girls in the school. And my job is to look after the girls and also the staff and the community and their journey, their girls' educational journey across that age range. And how long have you been at
1: the junior school?
2: It's unbelievably is my fifth year in post. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies. It does. It does. Doesn't it? it? Does. And have you always worked in girls' schools um, and that particular age group? I have worked in a combination of uh, single-sex schools and girls' schools and boys' schools, actually, as well. Oh, but okay. predominantly, yes, uh, predominantly at girls' schools and always in the in the four to eleven age range. So that is my my love. Uh, Yes. So yes, I have. <laughs> okay. And what drew you into teaching in the first place? So there are a lot of teachers in one side of the family. If I'm honest, my family tried to put me off teaching and they thought I should do something else. And actually, I just kept coming back to it. It was my, a real passion of mine to educate and learn. I love learning. I'm very curious. A bit like our Curiosity Fox that you may oh, hear about okay. a bit later. We'll find out a little bit more about that. So yes, promoting a lifelong love uh-huh. and learning is really important to me. And actually teaching the younger ones, they are... So um, susceptible to learning, and they get very excited. And seeing that journey is just really puts a smile on my face. So that's a really good point talking about learning, particularly
1: just that enjoyment of learning and the opportunity. So I know one of the big things that you've been focusing on is character education, and some people might hear it thinking. Right. What, what is that about? How, you know, developing the characters. But do you want to unpack that a little bit for us?
2: I will try. <laughs> as, <laughs> so as a, as a head of the school and as a teacher, the thing that we want to do is to make our girls really um, passionate about what they do, to be also very confident in their own skin and to feel comfortable within themselves. And one way to do that is to teach them about really their direction in life there is a quote actually that resonates with me i think it's my heritage you'll a bit biased it's a greek philosopher called heraclitus that says that character is destiny which obviously implies that our destiny our fate is not a predetermined outside force but it's our future uh, and it's determined by our own inner character so character is obviously very complex and there's lots of overlaying facets and so education of character is really integral to what we do at school and yes, it's really important. We know as teachers that we need to impart information and facts, but actually these other schools, it's really a pathway, a code for life, even more important in many respects.
1: So, you know, you you talk about all these things, the importance of it, and I love the idea that character destiny and actually developing that. So, you know, there might be some people listening, thinking, okay, right, I, I totally, I'm on board with that and I love that. And that's really powerful. How does that balance alongside the curriculum then? So probably parents thinking, well, you know, I, I want my daughter to be educated to a high standard character education so what might you say to them
2: well academics are really important here and it's not an add-on to curriculum it's something that permeates everything that we already do so actually all of the different character traits you can incorporate them into maths lessons into play times into when they're playing cricket when they're eating lunch so actually it's not a bolt-on it's just very much part of what we're doing already it's just formalising it more. Ah, uh, okay. we would love
1: you to hear a little bit about what are these actual characters because you sort of mentioned one or two of them and then for us to get our heads around what that might look like maybe, as you say, whether it's in playtime or in a maths lesson.
2: Okay, so we've got eight Channing characters and these were designed by the pupils um, and the staff. So they all had inputs and they, we co-created them. Um, because I think it's really important the staff and the pupils have buy in to what we're doing and they have ownership. It's their community, they need to have ownership. So, what was really fascinating is when we went away and spoke to the girls and to the staff, they actually came up with very similar character traits, which actually made my job a lot easier. I can too. imagine. Yeah, you know, yes. starting. Yes. going, nope, yes. that's totally random, no, no. get rid of it. <laughs> right and then we were trying to connect i wanted some sort of tangible thing that then like an animal Mm -hmm. or something they could look at and refer to particularly the younger girls and that theme that kept coming up forest school is a big thing at Channing in the junior school we're very lucky particularly for where we are to have a forest part of the school grounds so because we know how important it is for the girls to go outside for their health and mental health and well-being and also to take risks. So we came up with the eight character traits and corresponding animals, and I can talk you through those. Please do. Our first one is Resilience Robin, and it can be a she or a he or a they, depending on what the child wants. Mm-hmm. We've kept it uh, very fluid in that respect. So we've got resilient, Resilience Robin, who has the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and, and spring back really quickly. Perseverance Squirrel, who is persistent despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. So it goes on and we've does We've all seen of those things. squirrels in the, uh, in the park or on the heath. <laughs> we have. We've got a few on the school grounds too, for sure. Empathy rabbit, who has the ability to understand and share feelings of others, which I think empathy is such an important trait, mm-hmm. um, particularly in today's world for the girls to, to really get their head around and understand. Uh, and also to understand the difference between sympathy and empathy which is really important. Yes. How would you describe that? Because I think for particularly that age group (laughs) as
1: well, going through from reception, how would you articulate that?
2: Well, our rabbit helps us. Um, Sympathy is trying to say, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. But empathy is actually being in that person's shoes and trying to feel it and see how what effect that has, what impact. So it's really about walking in somebody else's shoes. And that is really helpful when we're talking about things like, for example, refugees or if they're having an argument in the playground, which sometimes they do, they can empathize with their friend, why their friend might might have thought that they were being unkind. And there's a reason and maybe there's a flip side to the story. So there's different perspectives, which is really helpful. And actually they do refer back. They all saying, oh, I get it now. I was being now I'm empathetic, like empathy rabbits. I understand a lot better. I mean, that is a really powerful
1: example, isn't it? Because I think developing perspective and particularly people who work in the early years as well can say that one for of sure. the big things they're trying to do is like, it's not always about me and moving outside of the me. And so using that example of empathy, oh, thank you. Right. Did you want to tell us a few more? There, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
2: and, uh, that, that, of course. Responsibility Badger, uh, who has obligation to do something. Brave Mole, who's courageous. Independence Owl, who thinks and acts for herself. Respectfulness Hedgehog, who has due regard to the feelings, the wishes, and the rights of others, and finally Curiosity Fox, who has a strong desire to know and learn things. Okay, and so you obviously thank you for the sharing all those, particularly
1: the animals and the birds that go with them. Why why was it important to have an animal? depicting each character
2: the vocabulary is obviously very important and that the girls have the shared vocabulary with their teachers and also their parents but also having particularly for the young girls they can refer to the different characters and put them it's a bit it's a bit like empathy rabbit actually they can put on the shoes of the badger or the fox and think about that and it brings us it to life and also um, lends itself to lots of other things for us embedding the story so for example year six is last year who are now in year seven are leaving their legacy behind in the junior school because they have, in fact, written stories about each of the characters uh-huh. and they have, they're they going to be illustrated. Oh, wow. And so got, yeah, so the girls are going to refer to those stories. So it just brings it to life a bit more, particularly for the age group and it also gives them a trigger. A brilliant artist designed them for us once we decided on them and they're displayed all around the school. So they're often referred to in assemblies, in lessons and so on. So the girls have an, a reference point. I mean I think that's really important
1: and as you say embedding them and the idea of bringing them alive in the stories and things like that well I'm sure people will be looking forward to actually reading the stories when they've been published. They will I'm sure yes. (laughs) (laughs) So come back here and look for them Um, and how was it easy to choose the animals I mean did you was there much debate about you know is a fox curious or where does that come from?
2: We have lots of discussions about it we really went with the girls' ideas, Um, and actually, I think it's more in the expressions on the pictures rather than the actual characters. The characters are all British woodland animals, Mm. and that was important to us. Actually, the girls came up with many of the suggestions, and then thinking, actually, we all all have different facets to our personality, so yes, we decided that the, the mole's brave, but actually, he could have been responsible, and perhaps he is some days. Okay, yeah, and I, I'm sure we can all
1: think of different books in literature, can't there, where mole being brave or whether the wind or the willows and things like that. Well, I, I think that's a really good example, isn't it, of how the animals give you a chance to start interacting with them, particularly illustrated. So, you know, how have you begun to, you've taken those characters, you've obviously built stories around them, you talk about them, you talked about the shared language and things like that. So what might it look like if I was in a maths lesson and how how would that be embedded perhaps my, my math teacher get me involved to get me to think about it sorry this is obviously as if i was a young
2: pupil <laughs> of course so we we obviously want to challenge the girls to do really well in all their lessons and and using maths as an example we have different um, levels of activity. so we've got the mild often spicy challenges yes i love
1: those um stick away from the hot spicy ones <laughs>
2: For sure. And for example, um, they could be persevering like Perseverance Squirrel if they're finding a particularly, mm-hmm. particular activity a little bit tricky. Uh, and they'd be resilient if they get something wrong in their timetable or their spending test. And therefore, they're referring again to those characters and refer back to them. So, for example, one of the things we've introduced, and this was but one of the teacher's ideas, is in year three, everybody gets a pen license, oh. which they absolutely love. The license to use a pen Uh, And we've actually added one of our characters to our pen license. We have now got a perseverance squirrel on the certificate, holding a nice pen um, because the girls have persevered to make their handwriting really neat and joined, and therefore they have the license to use their pen. So again, it's just embedding all of those ideas. Another thing I love is our forest school lead has drawn this fantastic. I was nearly crying when I got the email. When uh, the forest school leader really took it on board, it actually has drawn a little map of the different areas in our forest school where he would like them to be named after the different characters. So oh, again, right. the girls can refer to the characters when they're at forest school. A great so to sort of think about the habitats.
1: Well, I love the idea of particularly perseverance and things like that. And you talked to us about like, let's say, resilience and love see schools, you know, love talking about resilience and resilience, Robin. How would I know, let's say in my maths lesson and, you know, I'm going to give you... Um, I personally, <laughs> uh, some of it, the spice challenges I said before, probably not, I think, how would I know the, how to be resilient? How do I sort of adopt that kind of Robin-ish behavior to get sort of benefit from that and think about my character or what am I doing?
2: So we tell the girls about what the different character traits mean and how they can actually implement in them themselves, but also the teachers model it in lessons and also right, we'll okay. praise up girls that are mm-hmm. being resilient or persevering or curious or empathetic. So they they start to really understand the meaning of those words and what they all mean. And actually, what I what I really love is that the girls recognise it in each other.
1: So actually, you can start. You're seeing the impact, aren't you? About how they've Absolutely. how they responded. So what are, have you? I don't know if you got any like anecdotes or any other examples. you obviously talked about your forest school lead, but what about from the girls? How are you beginning to see things that you perhaps maybe unexpected across the school?
2: One of the things I love, um, in the morning, every morning, rain, shine, uh, snow, I stand on the gate uh, and welcome everybody in in the morning. Lucky you, Tina. <laughs> I love it. I have a nice yeah. collection of umbrellas. I oh, do good. love it. I say hello to everybody. And what I really loved one day is one of the year, the year six girls, and actually all our girls are incredibly mm-hmm. kind. And often I have, and some of the, the parents um, call them my little ducklings. I have some reception that are a little bit, not quite brave enough to go down on their own to the playground. Uh, and one day, one of the year sixes came up to me and said, uh, can I take um, Ella down to the playground? And so I said, of course, thank you so much for being kind and caring. Uh, and then she turned to, and to the little reception girl. She's quite a tall girl, and a very petite reception girl and said, well done for being brave, like bravery mole and going down to the playground. Oh,
1: wonderful. <laughs> yes. So
2: actually he's, he's
1: becoming the currency within the school and things like that. So, I mean, you know, you've talked a lot about, you know, why you adopted things, you know, but what do you think are the benefits, particularly for your girls and for their parents as well, of using character education and actually putting this focus into your lessons and every part of your life,
2: it gives um, the girls and the community a reference point to refer to. So there is expectations. The girls know what the expectations are, and it also gives them confidence to to do things um, effectively and also to navigate their lives in a happy manner. So I think it's really, really boosted what we do at school, uh, particularly formalising it and uh, really bringing out that everything in a very positive light. I mean, I think that's it isn't, it's
1: about them being able to adopt it themselves. So actually when they move into the senior school or go to other schools, that there is that real sense of they understand it. So what next do you think? What other plans do you have? You know, you talked about, yeah, you know, obviously you've got the books being published. You've got your illustrations. What plans do you have afoot to kind of continue? There is a
2: long list. This I there? have an action plan. <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> do you want to share any of it with I us? I can. Uh, and I'd actually lots of them have come from the girls and the staff okay. again, which is great. And so we are currently researching, having some wooden sculptures of the different animals in the playground. So we'll have a trail around the school. We've just appointed a new assistant head co curricular and she plans on um, planning a program of rolling out different weeks along the year. So it will have an empathy week and a responsibility week. So lots of exciting things to come. Really? Well, like, uh, exactly. Now, obviously, (laughs) I think it would be remiss of me not to
1: ask you um, which of the Channing characters best describes you?
2: (laughs) I'd say a little bit of all of them. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Yeah, I think we all are a little Mm -hmm. bit of all of them at different times because we have to adapt to different situations. But there are two that I resonate with me a little bit more than the others. I'd say at uh, Curiosity Fox, being a teacher, I have love learning and love teaching things. So therefore, I am a curious person. I'm, I'm a bit of one of those sad people. If someone says something or I hear something, I don't know what it is. I will go and look it up immediately. And I want the other the girls to do that, do and be curious about the mm-hmm. world around them. And I also really like Bravery Mole. Now, um might not seem like this on this podcast, or maybe it does, I hope not. Uh, I am actually a naturally reserved and quiet person. And actually, um, I have to be brave a lot of the time when um, I do things like this, the podcasts or assemblies or talks, and I have to find my brave and often will refer to Bravery Mole. In fact, I do have a little joke with myself that you've got to be brave, Miss Hamless, like Bravery Mole and laugh to myself. In fact, this morning, the year year one girls did the most fabulous assembly about sustainability. And a couple of them to me said to me before, I'm really nervous, Miss Hamilis. And I said, well, nerves are good, actually, and nerves are a good thing. Uh, And remember, we've got to really be persevering and being resilient. And Actually, remember, you've got to be brave like Bravery Mole. And then I told them, remember, girls, every Monday when I do assembly, I get a little bit nervous before I do the assembly. And every time I tell them this, they're like, no, you don't. And I do. (laughs) I love it. Just dismiss you like, I'm not a liar. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> so yes, I am bravery mole every okay, day. <laughs> okay, so we've got Curious and Brave. Any other characters that you sort of... As I said, I think I like all of them. They mm-hmm. all have their place. They all have equal importance uh, and they can adapt and, and be flexible in different mm-hmm. situations. Has
1: anyone ever asked you saying if you had to choose only two of them, which would be almost most important? Or...
2: I don't think I could. Huh? <laughs>
1: <Fair> <laughs> Impossible enough, yeah. task. And how do the girls, how are they able to monitor how they're developing, what they're kind of developing their own character? If let's say, as you talked about like that young, well, that year six praising that as they held them down and said, you know, you're being brave and stepping into that. And obviously there are different situations where we are great at being brave and then other situations where we run away from it, perhaps. How would they be able to monitor that or to assess how they're Progressing,
2: so they always get praised when we use something, when we monitor something and see something that they're doing. So, for example, they'll get girls enjoy success certificates, and there's lots every week um, awarded by all the staff, not just the teachers. The support staff can also award them. Brilliant. So it might say, for example, "Well done for being empathetic," like empathy rabbit. When you're in the playground today, so they know it's being we're using that vocabulary for awards. We also have lovely stickers with all the characters, which you think it was just the reception that loves. The year six, love them just as much. Uh, and we award them with a sticker again when they when they are presenting one of those character traits. So it, it's embedded. I mean, we don't have a formal system of tracking, mm-hmm. but it's very much in everybody's um, forefront of everybody's mind. So it's they're constantly being reinforced. Fantastic. And I think that's quite important. Yeah, as you say that your
1: language that you're using and your modelling and going back and there's every part of aspect. So final thing before uh, we say thank you very much. For parents listening who are obviously aware of character education, but also aware of the different animals, what would you suggest to them at home? How do they reinforce and how do they support what you're doing at school?
2: I would suggest that they put them on their fridge and refer to them um, when they're doing things at home because it also will help them to to support their children and also it reinforces what we're doing and therefore we're all singing from the same hymn shoots. So it it's a partnership. Home, the partnership between home and school is so important. So if they're also modelling all of those cats traits, that's really beneficial to their daughters. Brilliant. Dina, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been fascinating just
1: discovering what you're doing and also just the difference it has made. And we look forward to seeing what happens next, particularly on your big action plan. Can't wait. Thanks, Herabella. <laughs>
0: So that was head of the junior school, Dina Hammerliss, and a big thank you to her for explaining all of this to us today. If you'd like to find out more, then do get in touch with the school. Contact details are on the website. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.